Hi everyone, it's your host Katie, and this is Tea on the Rocks. Happy Thursday, or whatever day it is when you find yourself with my voice in your ears. Here at Tea on the Rocks, we discuss everything from navigating career changes to friendship breakups with a healthy dose of the fun, the feminine, and the basic. Follow me on Instagram at TOTR underscore podcast. Hello, hello everyone. We're back with another episode of season two. And if you couldn't tell, I do record my intro every time. And I'm actually thinking like, should I just make an intro and splice it on to the actual episode like any other reasonable podcaster would? But I don't know. I kind of like the off the cuff and like it feels a little more organic, a little more fresh. So probably going to keep it that way for now. So it's been a minute. This is just going to be a little chit chat, pretty much unscripted. So if I say something that doesn't make any sense or I ramble, that's probably why. It's been almost three weeks since I released my last episode. And for a while there, I, I mean, I guess I still feel bad, like present tense for not being as consistent with every two weeks as I'd like to be, but I've gone away this month. I've had a ton of work on the go. I've just been like busy with like the daily BS, the rat race. Like, I don't know. I've if I've said it once, I've said it a thousand times. I don't want this like project, passion project of mine to feel like work. I want it to feel like maybe some kind of therapy that's free, you know, just where I can talk about my interests and what's going on. Sometimes I don't want the episode to have like a main topic. I just want it to be unstructured, short little clips and tidbits of my life that hopefully my listeners can relate to and enjoy. Like, I have a lot of podcasts that I listen to, too many, honestly. Some are digital marketing podcasts, copywriting podcasts, uh, podcasts much like this one, um, with you know, just with bigger podcasters. But I look at the, like if I open my Spotify and I go to new episodes and I see <laughs> episodes that are like an hour and 20 minutes long, I'm like, and, and it is really just like chit chat like this. It just like irritates me because I guess if I don't have anything new to listen to and the only thing there is like literally an hour and a half long, I'm like, I don't want to listen to this. Anyway, so I try to just put out this little tidbit content, this little tea on the rocks content, because I know that that's what I like and I know that's what a lot of other people like. So gonna stick with it. Sometimes it's not always gonna be this big scripted episode and that's okay. And I think with these things you can really get in your own head about like I said like your schedule and your content and stuff but it's like I always find I work best when it's organic, right? When it's authentic, when I'm feeling good about what I'm producing. And that might be a script. It might be just rambling nonsense for 30 minutes. But who knows? But um, either way, when it feels natural, 
I find those are the episodes that do the best and the, the posts that do the best and so on and so forth. Like I'm not, I'm not a social media manager. I'm not a social media guru. I don't love Instagram, but you know, if I want people to listen, kind of got to be on there. I know that I kind of come and go from Instagram and that's just kind of for the same reason that sometimes I go longer between episodes. Like life gets in the way. Full disclosure, sometimes I don't want to go on Twitter and like mine for content. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like sometimes I just don't want to do that. (laughs) But again, when it's authentic, when I find something funny and I can make it into a cute, like shareable post, oh, such a good feeling. Like even if only like two people like it, I'm like, damn, that was good, you know? So yeah, let's just get into it. Let's get a little... I wanted to do a couple chit chat segments. I, I couldn't really come up with much. I mostly have a lot of life updates, so stay tuned for that. But really, I wanted to talk about how I feel about the new Kardashians show. And listen, listen, Linda, I love the Kardashians. I don't really care what people say. I don't care if it's basic. I don't care if you think they have no talent. I'm cool with it. I'm fine with it. You know, we can live our separate lives, but, and you know what? Like I you take it with a grain of salt, right? Like I don't love how Chloe photoshops the shit out of her photos. And I don't love how, like the whole Jordan Woods thing. I don't love how that went down. And I think they really did that girl dirty. Um, don't like how Kim said that seems like nobody wants to work these days. Like, I don't love that. You know what I mean? But like, it's mindless television that I enjoy watching when I'm scrolling TikTok, making dinner, whatever. It's just something entertaining. Um, anyway, now that I've finished defending my stance on the Kardashians, their new show, like, it actually isn't too, too different in terms of content. And the structure's a little different. Like, I like how the confessionals are a little bit more off the cuff and it's off the cuff in a way that the Kardashians are off the cuff. Like it's not totally and completely natural, but it feels a little bit more natural than Keeping Up did. I like how when they shift a focus on a different sister, there's like that... um, panel or, or whatever that you call it in television that says their their name and just sort of like a little highlight reel of like kind of what's been go- what will go on in their little segment <laughs> um and I just I don't know I just really like that it feels a little more organized and I like how the content is less like stupid skits like Todd Cranes or whatever else or clearly like scripted and staged interactions with people but it's more like their business um like kim going on snl chloe going on the late late show with james corden just stuff like that i really appreciate that uh i feel like in keeping up they were so concerned with breaking the fourth wall like you would never hear them discuss the fact that they were on a show do you know what i mean But within the first 10 minutes of the Kardashians, you hear Kim on the phone saying that she's like filming and all this other stuff. And I just thought that was 
a little bit more refreshing, a little bit more of a breath of fresh air, and it's a little bit more mature. I feel like I appreciate that they're still filming content, absolutely, but I think that your content needs to grow with you. Keeping Up With The Kardashians was born in what, 2006, 2007? Kim was like still like a pussycat doll adjacent, you know, just came off of the Ray J thing. Like her sisters were essentially nobodies. Uh, Kylie and Kendall were like children. So it's just nice to see the content continue in a way that they want it to, right? One thing I don't enjoy is the constant back and forth about Scott. Look, I like Scott as a character. I like Scott as a person who plays the character of himself. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? But in real life, I don't think he was a very good boyfriend. We have lots of footage um, to attest to this. Um, The footage that made it onto the show, (laughs) right? (laughs) Um, But I don't think, I mean, I, I think he loves his kids. And I think he's as good a father as he can be. I don't think he's a great father. I don't think he's a very nice person. He openly admits to dating younger girls because there's more of a power imbalance, basically. I'd have to look at the exact scene and quote, but that was pretty much what it was. And I was like, like, really? That's disgusting. And it just, like, he's pushing 40. He's super skeezy. Um... The Lord thing is just not cute anymore. It's not 2014 anymore. It's like, there is a reason that Courtney didn't want to marry him. He was so much younger than her. Should they have had more kids together? I don't know. That's not my business really. But it's like, she's so happy with Travis Barker. A little too happy. (laughs) Um, But like, it, it just really goes to show that if the person you're with wanted to... They would. And I know I've talked about this before, and, and there's a bit of ego involved with that. But when it comes down to it, if a person really wanted to treat you well, um, spend their life with you, um, make these commitments, they would. Maybe it would take them a little time to get there, but, but they would, right? Courtney didn't want to marry Scott, and he didn't want to treat her very well. Like, I really feel like they were just sort of that that sort of rebound or weird fling that turned into like a 15 year long affair and it just like shouldn't have. Um, Also Malika, why is Malika back on the show? I really dislike the scene. We don't see any of her actual personality. I know she has one um, and I know it's not licking Chloe's bum. Okay, like I'm sorry. Um, I just think she's such a psychophant. I think she's so she's such a kiss up, and I can't stand it. Like I really can. She's she just gives these like pick me vibes. And when that whole thing went down with Jordan Woods, she was equally as irritating. And it's just like like stop. Like get a personality, get a job. Well, I'm sure she has a job, but like. I don't know. Like, is that what you want? Just to like be Chloe's sounding board? Like the accessory? Do you know what I mean? Like it's not, I don't know, feels icky. (laughs) Anyway, so those are my thoughts and feelings about the 
Kardashians as a whole and about their new show. I am going to continue to watch it. I probably won't religiously watch it every week, but you know, I had a couple episodes lined up today and uh, I watched them. I am taking a couple of days off to reset, recalibrate, get my mind on straight. Um, and I'll get into that in a little bit, but so let's talk about some life updates, what I've been up to. Um, basically I just got back from a trip to Quebec city with a friend of mine. Gosh, it was last Wednesday. So it was a week ago or over a week that we've been back and it was a good trip. There were parts of it that I didn't love. I'm not, I'm not really a great traveler. Like I have pain issues and whatever. And I was kind of dealing with that and I get pretty homesick and I know that's lame. Like I'm almost 32, like get over it, Katie, but I just do. And there were just aspects of the trip that I feel could have been improved upon. Overall, I did enjoy myself. I got a new desk, which was really important. I got some clothes at H&M and we don't have an H&M in Fredericton anymore. <laughs> so we don't have anything in Fredericton, but it was nice to get away, travel, the whole French thing. I didn't, I'll be frank with you, like, I didn't quite realize just quite how French they were in Quebec and how little English is spoken. I've heard that, it, you know, they're quite predominantly French in Quebec City, but fairly English in Montreal. So I guess they thought there would be just like a little bit of English. And it really like wasn't like that. Like I had anxiety every time we went anywhere and had to like interact with like a customer service individual or whatever because it was really just like a battle each time to figure out like how to get these like basic tasks done and I know this sounds like I live in a total bubble I understand that Quebec is French I get that but I guess I just I never go to Quebec it's either Ontario or out further west like I just don't find myself in Quebec very often there were a few individuals that spoke English and the ones that did speak English were really sweet about it. They were like, oh, you know, just don't worry about it. We got gotcha. <laughs> and the ones that didn't speak English, some of them were not so friendly about it. It's like, I get it. You know, I'm, I'm in your province. I'm clearly very English. Like there's not a single fair person. I, I didn't see any blondes. I didn't see any redheads. I didn't see anybody with like super like pale gingery skin like mine. So I do feel like I stuck out, stuck out like a sore thumb and I do feel like they could see me coming from a mile away. And I don't know if Quebec is like really like a super, like, yeah, you have old Quebec, which is nice. And we did a little driving through there, but like for me, I don't, as a tourist, I don't know if it has what I'm looking for. And maybe that's why the trip is just like, a, was a little bit so-so for me. Definitely enjoyed myself, enjoyed myself with my friend. Um, but I think I would have had more fun had I gone to maybe Toronto or Halifax. You know what I mean? And that's just, 
maybe you might not agree if you're French, I'm sorry. Like I have nothing but respect for the French. Um, I understand that there's, it, it's a big cultural thing and I don't want to step on anybody's toes, but it was an experience. <laughs> so yes, I got a new desk and I have been looking for a new desk for a while because the one that I had was from Ikea and the new one is from Ikea too. But the one I had was those like adjustable legs that like in theory, you could move up and down easily to like adjust the weight or not the weight, but the height. And it was really wobbly. And John, you know, bless him. He puts everything together. I cannot put things together. It's not my strong suit. I would completely give up. Like, I, I just can't. That's that's not me. But he is so gracious and so generous. And he puts these things together. And Ikea is so complex and dumb. And it doesn't need to be with their instructions. And he put it together really well. Like, he did. I don't know. I think it was just the adjustable legs. Made it super wobbly. I tried to move my desk around because I was facing the wall. And I read that that was not really good for, like... You could call it feng shui, um, but I do think that if you're facing the wall, like you can't see the rest of the room, you can't really look out the window, you, you can't see the door. It, it's just very like the the flow is very limited, and the lighting is actually quite poor. Because um, like think about it, you're looking at a screen, and then you're looking at a white wall directly behind it. It was murder on my eyes. And I was just getting so frustrated and really unable to complete any kind of work in the afternoons because not only is that just not my natural working hours, but the light would just be so irritating. The energy would just feel really flat. I I couldn't get in that creative, motivated headspace. So it was really time. And this desk that I have now is from Ikea. It's, I'll have to link it in the show notes because I can't remember the name of it, but it's, it's um, like a, a wood, like a light wood. And then the, the legs are black and then it has like two little drawers. And at first I was worried because it didn't seem like it had any support. But when my friend and I were in Ikea, there was that, we went to that Ikea clearance section because the desk that I originally wanted, they didn't have in stock, my fault, but it ended up kind of working out. So we went and this desk was actually in the clearance section assembled, right? Somebody returned it, they didn't like it. And I was able to see how wobbly it was and it, it wasn't wobbly at all. And I was like, awesome. Wobble is a huge thing for me. My iMac uh, is an iMac <laughs> and if you have an iMac, you know that while the computer itself is pretty sturdy and doesn't wobble per se, like if you have a wobbly desk, even with a little wobble, it's going to fly everywhere. If you have a laptop, it's really not the same issue. Like you're not going to get as much wobble because the screen is literally attached to the keyboard. Anyway, so we saw the clearance one and we were going to grab that because it was discounted. Why not? We realized it wouldn't fit into the rental vehicle. So we got the new version that was boxed up and put it in the car. And I was as happy as a clam. 
So yeah, new desk, desk setup is great. I'm facing the rest of the room. Now, don't get me wrong. My office is still a disaster, but I can't see it because I'm looking at my computer screen. <laughs> but I can, I can see the window and I can see the door. Um, the energy is a lot better. I'm able to work a little more in the afternoons. I just love it. I think it's great. Uh, John spent like four hours putting it together. To my understanding, it was like a trial and tribulation for him. <laughs> he put it on backwards. He put it together backwards a couple times. Like it was dicey, but figured it out. And everybody was happy. Um, and which is good that I got this new setup because I, of course, work for myself. And that's a double-edged sword because you can say to your clients, you know, just as a heads up, you know, I'm going to be taking these days off. You want to be courteous. You want to let them know. You want to make sure everything's good. Deadlines are good. You don't have to request vacation time or whatever. You know what I mean? So everybody was fine. That was good. I still did do a little work while I was away. Uh, some stuff came up, which is part for the course, but I did have to not push things per se, but an old colleague reached out while I was away, had some work for me. So it's like, whether or not you're on vacation, you still want to keep your finger on the pulse of like new business. You know what I mean? So had some work to do for him, a couple of other things. I ended up working through last weekend, you know, some, some time of the day, some time in the evening. And I was just getting really burnt out and really like not feeling well at all. I was also ovulating. Um, I was on my period while I was away, which was great, but I was ovulating while I was working, which was great for extra energy, but I tend to actually feel worse while I'm ovulating than I am on my period. I just get really bad cramps. Um, it irritates my bladder really bad, like that high estrogen. Um, I also like full disclosure had been sort of like casually drinking every night that I was away, like a few glasses of wine, whatever. And then I had some on the weekend. So there was like a long string of days where I had like a couple drinks. And it's like, maybe I didn't feel hungover per se, but like you're still feeling it in your body. So when Monday rolled around, I was like, okay, you know, we gotta, we gotta dial it back. We gotta scale it back. We've had our fun. <laughs> it's time to get a little dry. It's time to just pack it up. So I've been just focusing on work and focusing on eating well and drinking lots of water. But today, Thursday and tomorrow, I'm more or less taking off. I have a, a, like a meeting or two and some sort of like maintenance tasks that I have to get done, but like no hard hitting stuff, no working in the evening. Um, today, I actually laid on the couch most of the day, which was um, a little bit frustrating because I do have a hard time like resting but I really needed it. I'm hoping tomorrow will be a little more productive, but we'll just have to see. I do have a like an in-person meeting at like nine tomorrow morning. So yeah, I probably will be getting up, showering and, you know, getting out on the town a little bit after that. And yeah, like work has been good. I finished up a huge project which I feel really good about, feel really good about the copy, feel really good about the, the, the web page experience. Like it's not really all, like for website copy, especially for me, it's not just about writing good copy. It's about 
the continuous kind of encouragement, delicate encouragement, that is, for the user to take action. Do you know what I mean? Like, you've got to keep kind of directing them back to what you're offering and, and what your business is able to do for them, like how that's going to fit into their life. So just finished that up, um, sent the invoice, feeling good about it. And yeah, I think tomorrow I'm going to, or this weekend, I'm going to try and get in to get my brows done and my haircut. Um, I definitely need to do some batch recording. I think that I'm going to take some time this weekend and put together a few episode outlines and really just like record maybe two or three, leave the editing perhaps for a little later, and maybe it'll just make it a little easier to release on that more consistent like two-week schedule. Like I said, works great. Got a couple new clients in the pipes, um, so that's exciting. Current clients, the work is bumping, doing good. It's been going great. Uh, John and I are going to Toronto at the end of the month, and I'm really excited. So if you're in Toronto and you have any recommendations for things that we should do, like I definitely have a list of things that I want to do. But if you have recommendations for like restaurants or cafes or whatever, send them my way please because google's great and i have been looking a little on tiktok but i just like sometimes you don't research sometimes you don't want to do (laughs) so send me your recs um okay let's talk about books my for you page is essentially all book talk and the recommendations have been coming fast and loose which is really exciting i've got a couple in my amazon cart and not enough room on my bookshelf. (laughs) That's okay, we're gonna get a bigger one. I had a big book hangover after A Court of Thorns and Roses, the series. I've read the last one, uh, Silver Flames. A lot of people had some thoughts and feelings about Nesta and Silver Flames. I don't care. I love Nesta. Um, No, she's not perfect, but... I have really exited the period of my life where I want to read about a perfect main character. Feyre is the most one note, a little bit prissy, like it's giving pick me, it's giving Mary Sue, it's it's giving bland, I'm sorry. But as I've said before, Feyre is a self-insert. She's not meant to have a personality. She's meant to basically have a personality that you can slip into. (laughs) Nesta, the key difference here, Nesta has a personality. Nesta has, well, I'm not saying Feyre doesn't have trauma, but Nesta is a supporting character who was honestly a little bit more fleshed out in personality than Feyre was. I just love her character. I I really related the most to her character. And I really liked because the author, who is not a literary genius, mind you, but she can, she can weave a tale. She's fine. She, She should hire a new editor, but that's okay. Now, in, in Feyre's point of view, it's a lot of I statements. I did this. X did this to me, you know? But for Nesta and the other characters, it's Nesta did this. It's third person, I believe, which I prefer because you're not quite right in that reader insert. You're reading about a character, right? You're reading 
about someone doing something. And now Silver Flames, there was a lot of plot points in there that absolutely made zero sense. And a lot of scenes that I kind of skimmed through because they were utterly boring. But every scene with Nesta and every scene with Cassian and all that was amazing. Um, and I like how, like, at first I was like, I feel like Resand and Feyre, they appeared absolutely insufferable. Like, it feels like the author didn't even write them the same way and forgot who their characters were. But then I realized we're seeing these characters through Nesta's perspective and she hates them basically. <laughs> so that was just really interesting and I really liked it. Now I am reading um, another bit of work by the same author, Sarah J Maas, and it's like House of Earth and Blood. It's at Crescent City. It came out in 2020, I think. Um, and apparently she has another series as well called Throne of Glass and there's going to be, and there, there actually has been already some crossovers, sort of like her <laughs> extended universe, um, which is really interesting. And it's like, no, it's not gonna win any awards, but I think it's cool. It's a hobby. Uh, it's reignited my love of reading, to be honest with you, reading for pleasure. So, yeah, I'm pretty excited. I have found it very difficult to get into um, the Crescent City book one. I do think it's because of my Akatar hangover, but that's okay. We're pushing through. It is starting to pick up. Sarah, Miss Sarah girl, she definitely does have her favorite phrases to use, um, which can be a little annoying, but you kind of push past it because this story is a little more intricate a lot more going on you have to kind of pay attention so also i joined twitter you can follow me on twitter it's like a you know it's kind of a not a professional twitter per se but it's like for work i, I guess a lot of copywriters and digital marketers are on twitter i had no idea i thought it was linkedin or bust and i hate linkedin and i like twitter a lot more we'll ignore the fact that uh, mr musk just bought it but um yeah go follow me it's uh Katie writes copy. That's it. K-T-I-E writes C-O-P-Y. Do it up. I'll link it in the show notes too. And you can find me talking about SEO, copywriting, general foolishness that comes to my mind, work adjacent stuff, some funnies, you know, basic. What else went on this month? Oh, John, we're pretty sure John had COVID. We're we're pretty confident. He kept testing negative, but his brother got COVID and John was helping his brother move. And then his brother's girlfriend got COVID. And it was like, if it quacks like a duck, it's probably a duck. Now, John, when he does get sick, feels it pretty keenly. He does have asthma and he is a man, so there is that. But he was coughing really bad, and just like brain fog, and really unwell, and sniffly, and it's like, okay. I, I feel like I had a touch of it, like I feel like it just like passed over me. I don't really get sick very easily, so maybe it just kind of like ran its fingers down my spine or something, so I definitely felt like kind of gross, like a few days before we left for Quebec, but I kept testing negative, and I started feeling better, so what are you supposed to do? I was, you know, masking it up a little bit and just making sure I was doing my part, but that was weird. I think I'm going to wrap it up there. 
talk to your ear off for, oh, about, well, almost 40 minutes now. I'm going to try to call that down a little bit. I know I spent the first part of this episode talking about, you know, short, bite-sized stuff, and then I go ahead and record 40 minutes of chatter, but that's okay. Hopefully, because I haven't released in a little while, you will appreciate the extra Katie time. Stay tuned. I will batch record. I think that's going to be a good solution, especially as we head into the summer and I have like 40 trips lined up. So yeah, thank you so much for listening and I'll see you next time on Tea on the Rocks.